Hello everyone and welcome to Fast Forward, a show produced by the broadcasting students at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm Aaron Kempkes. And I'm Ryan Messman. Today we're getting some advice, as always, from our expert, Dr. Matthews. We'll also be getting a crash course in the third book of the Hunger Games trilogy in between the covers. And if you're looking to do any traveling anytime soon, and you'd like something to keep your personal belongings, Amber's got a suggestion for you. But first, the Dirty Orcas are going to play some beautiful music. Coming up next. I should play that. and you should feel awful. Give me that. No more stupid whale sounds for you. with your stupid so-called music. Hmm. Oh well. Out on bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. Soon as I stepped on the scene, I'm hearing hoochies screaming. Wow, Ryan, that's actually pretty horrible. What? You know, up next, Amber will show you something worth your time on Crafty and Creative. Welcome back to Crafty and Creative. Because the holidays are just around the corner, I thought I would make a crafty travel project. Today we are going to be making washcloth travel pouches. These will eliminate having soggy plastic bags or wet plastic caddies. They are small and simple to keep your bathroom items sanitary while you're away from home. 
To get started, you'll need any regular washcloth, a needle and thread, any of your bathroom items, and some ribbon. First, you'll need to fold the bottom of the washcloth up and then sew the sides. In the interest of time, I have already done that. After the sides are sewn, you can take your bathroom items and put them into the travel pouch to get an estimate length of how much room you have for each item. Once you're done with that, you can begin to sew. For this demo, I have used a dark thread, but you'll want to pick a thread that matches your washcloth. Now you can make as many slots for the bathroom items as you would like, you just have to sew more slots. Once you are done sewing, you can add your bathroom items in. And then you can fold the pouch in half and take your ribbon and tie it around the pouch. You can also sew your ribbon onto the washcloth if you would like, so it's never lost and easily accessible. Now you're finished. You have an easy and clean travel pouch when you're getting away for the holidays. I hope you enjoyed making your travel item the crafty and creative way. Thanks to Amber, I've got this really cool traveling pouch because I'm going places. Great, because we're going on this next break. We'll be back after this. The University of Nebraska isn't just a place for books. On campus, you can go to the UNL Rec Center. Located at 55 Campus Rec Center, the Campus Rec Center is a great place to go for your daily workout. You can play basketball on one of the many different basketball courts. You can lift weights with a variety of free weights a variety of machine weights, and also in the weight room, use a variety of cardio machines. All of this can be yours at the UNL Rec Center. Visit the Nebraska State Museum at Morrill Hall, where worlds come to life. At Morrill Hall, you can explore worlds past, present, and distant. With its natural history exhibits and Mueller Planetarium, one minute you can be walking with dinosaurs and the next you can be flying amongst the stars. Don't let your opportunity for a day of exploration and wonder pass you by. Visit museum.unl.edu for more information. Stop by Morrill Hall and just explore. Get your ice cream fixed today from the UNL Dairy Store. The UNL Dairy Store features a great variety of flavors and options and has offered their delicious treats with the University of Nebraska Lincoln since 1917. 
The store also features special happy hour prices Monday through Friday. Stop in at the UNL Dairy Store today and enjoy some delicious handmade ice cream. You owe it to yourself. Thousands of people safely donate plasma every day. All it takes is a little time to save people with bleeding disorders, immune deficiencies, severe burns, trauma, and other conditions. Our highly trained staff follow strict safety guidelines when collecting your plasma to ensure your well-being and comfort. Plasma is the important source material used to make life-saving medicines, and it can only come from healthy adults. Save a life today. Donate plasma at Biomat, where we have pride for donors and passion for patients. What's wrong, Ryan? I got no friends. That's okay. There's a Dr. Matthews for that. We'll find out on Advice for the Expert up next. Let's see who's available. Oh man, no one lives here. If only I knew how to make friends around here. So Tad, what's the problem you seem to be facing lately? Well, I just moved here and I get bored really easy and I've, I, I don't really know how to make friends. So you just come here asking how to make friends then? Yeah, exactly. Right. Pretty simple. Uh, do you live in a house or an apartment? I live in an apartment. Okay, all you need to do is go up to the next floor, knock on the first door you see, and whoever's first to answer, challenge them to a game of cards. Cards? I, I don't even own a deck of cards. I actually have a deck of cards you could borrow. Everybody loves cards. I guarantee success. You'll make a friend out of this. Um, I will need my deck of cards back, though. It's a real valuable deck. So come back in a couple days, bring me back my cards, and uh, I'd love to hear how this works out for you. Okay, thank you, Dr. Matthews. Man, I hope Dr. Matthews' advice works. Yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Tad. Luke? Hi, do you want to play a game of cards? Uh, no. Are you sure? It'll be really fun. I, I don't know you. Sorry about that. Oh, Looks like Dr. Matthews' advice didn't work. Who? Dr. Matthews? You know Dr. Matthews? Yeah, get here. I want to talk to you. Oh, okay. An email from Tad. This better explain why he's not here on time. Dear Dr. Matthews, the advice you gave me worked. However, I would never recommend you to anyone, ever. I bumped into Luke, a former client of yours, and he told me about your advice you gave him, which caused him to have a caffeine addiction. We have since become friends, but he has clearly demonstrated that you give horrible advice. I will not be paying you or be giving you your cards back. Consider a new career. Sincerely, Tad. Well, as far as I'm concerned, my advice to him worked. Point for me. But now I gotta go spend another $5 on another deck of cards. Aaron, I got a pretty cool card trick for you. If I can guess your card, we'll play Sharpie next. Go ahead and pick a card, any card. Not that one. Not that one either. Okay, I guess you can take that one. So the Ace of Hearts? I guess Sharpie's coming up next.
Hello everyone and welcome to the seventh episode of Chart Beat. I'm Aaron Kempkes. As the only episode left is the 2013 year in special, there will be no song to watch this week. The countdown will still feature seven songs though and continue in the tradition of previous episodes. Number seven is a debut on the Chart Beat countdown for Miss Taylor Swift, whose song Red has flirted with the top ten many times over the past two months. Her song How I Don't Care with Tim McGraw has made its rounds on country radio this year, and everything has changed to satisfy the mainstream crowd, leaving this song in kind of a weird category by itself. Its mixed to negative reviews couldn't stop it from being number two on the country chart, and number six on the Hot 100 though, and crashing in at number seven is Red. Number six is a re-entry into the top seven for Luke Bryan, whose song That's My Kind of Night was finally knocked from the top spot on the country charts last week by We Were Us by Keith Urban and Miranda Lambert. It still holds strong at number two on the country charts though, and here's Luke Bryan again at the number six spot. Roar is still here, despite the fact that it dropped all the way to number six recently. It's climbing back up again astonishingly, making the top five spot on the countdown. I'm not sure what else I can say about it except that unconditionally her new single is finally starting to get airplay, so you probably won't have to hear it on three radio stations at once for much longer. Here at number five is Katy Perry with Roar. Wake Me Up jumps a spot to number four this week, seemingly flirting with that infamous number six and seven spot which never seems to hold a song for too long. The song peaked all the way at number two way back when and now you'll see here at number four. Counting Stars makes a jump to number three this week, banking off of its amount of downloads and massive radio airplay. Its catchy hook keeps you engrossed throughout the entire song, and it's the first top ten hit for One Republic since Good Life in 2010. Here's Ryan Tedder and the gang at number three. Number two is different. It's not Wake Me Up or Roar, but rather the new song from Eminem and Rihanna. If you remember their last smash hit, Love the Way You Lie, it was massively popular and it seems that an Eminem-Rihanna collaboration is almost like a Timbaland-Justin Timberlake one. They always produce hits. The song was beaten out by one point by Wrecking Ball last week, but not since it's your number two song. Here's Rihanna and Eminem with The Monster. Royals is number one again, and I'm sure you aren't shocked or surprised, and I'm sure at one point, or 
many, you may have contributed to this monster hit success. It's still number one on many charts, including the Hot 100, Radio, and Rock Lists. And honestly, I see this being number one for many more weeks. So for the last regular episode of Chartbeat, I'm Aaron Kempkus, and thanks for watching. Hey Aaron, what are you doing? We're going to break. Cool. We'll be back right after this. For the first time in the history of Cornhusker football, in a collective effort by the bike shop at the UNL Campus Recreation, Nebraska Athletics, and Bike UNL, there will be a bike valet available to those Husker fans that choose to try a more environmental mode of transportation to the game. Located in the Cook Pavilion, just one block away from Memorial Stadium, the bike valet will open two hours before game time. Save some gas, ride your bike to the game. Visit bike.unl.edu slash bikevalet for more information. 90.3 KRNU is your ear's favorite station. Based in the University of Nebraska's College of Journalism, KRNU works hard to provide you with new and local music, along with original specialty programming and live broadcasts you can't get anywhere else. Lincoln's new music alternative, 90.3 KRNU. Get in touch with your state history at the Nebraska History Museum. Even if you're from out of state, the Nebraska History Museum provides an excellent look into the life of Nebraska from the very first Nebraskans to more recent times. The museum has so many exhibits to draw you in and really discover Nebraska's past. The Nebraska History Museum is located at 15th and P Streets, so come visit today for some quality history. Welcome back to Fast Forward. Wow, that's a really good pass, man. We'll see what Chad thinks of some other great passes coming up next on Did You See That? Hello, and welcome back to Did You See That? I'm your host, Chad Fessler. This week, we're going to be taking a look at some of the greatest plays in football history, the Hail Mary. There have been some crazy Hail Marys in the past, but here are five of my favorite Hail Marys. First, let's get ready to go up to Michigan from back in 1994, where the Michigan Wolverines were hosting the Colorado Buffaloes. The Buffaloes were down 21-26 with six seconds left when Cordell Stewart lobbed his pass up over 70 yards towards the end zone. It was first tipped by Blake Anderson before being caught by Michael Westbrook to give the Buffaloes the win. Let's take a look at the miracle at Michigan. Next, we go to a play that won a Heisman Trophy. This was 1984, and the Miami Hurricanes were hosting Doug Flutie and his Boston College Eagles. The Eagles were down 45-41 with a chance to run one last play. Flutie took the snap and rolled outside the pocket before chucking the ball over 60 yards into the end zone and over three Miami defenders and fell right into the hands of Gerald Phelan. Let's take a look at the 1984 Heisman winner, Doug Flutie, and the Hale Flutie. 
Moving on, let's take a look at Kirk Cousins and the Michigan State Spartans as they were playing the Wisconsin Badgers in 2011. Wisconsin had just tied the game up and Michigan State was driving down the field. They drove down to the 44-yard line and had four seconds left on the clock. Cousins sent a Hail Mary towards the end zone that was eventually caught by Keith Nickel after being tipped twice. The ruling was originally called short, but would later be overruled and called a touchdown. Let's take a look at this great play by Kirk Cousins. On the last play of regulation, chucks it to the end zone. Caught! Michigan State's caught it on the rebound. Tuck. Hold on, it is just short of the end zone. Always caught by Keith Nickel. Take a look. Abradaris gets in the air and gets a hand on it. Nickel is right in the front. It comes right into his hands. Does the ball cross? It's time to take a look at one from the NFL. This time we go to Jacksonville, where the Jacksonville Jaguars were hosting the Houston Texans in 2010. The score was tied at 24-all, and Jacksonville was at the 50-yard line with one last chance. Garrard was able to step up and chuck the ball deep towards Mike Sims-Walker, but it was tipped down by Glover Quinn and right into the arms of Mike Thomas. Let's take a look at this miracle play. Steps up. Fires. Mike Sims-Walker. Finally, if you're a Green Bay fan, you might want to turn away. We're going to take a look at what many fans say ended the era of the replacement referees in 2012. The Seahawks, led by rookie Russell Wilson, were down 12-7 with 8 seconds left and it was 4th and 10 at the 24. Wilson dropped back to the 40-yard line before putting up the Hail Mary. In the end zone, there was a tie-up for the ball as Seahawks wideout Golden Tate and Packers defensive back MD Jennings had a tie-up for the ball. One ref called it a pick and the other called it a touchdown. Let's take a look at how this one ended. That's it this time for Did You See That? I hope you enjoyed some of my favorite Hail Marys. I will see you all next time when we take a look at some of the craziest buzzer beaters in basketball history. Thanks for watching. I'm Chad Fessler. Aaron, what are you doing? You know, all those Hail Mary passes have got me in a praying mood. Please watch over Katniss and all the other tributes. Oh, yeah, we'll see what uh, Katniss and the gang are up to in the Hunger Games coming up next on Between the Covers. It's time for the conclusion of the epic trilogy, The Hunger Games by Susan Collins. The final book in this trilogy is titled Mockingjay. <gasps> Katniss takes stock of her new position as a rebel in District 13. She and a few others were extracted from the Quarter Quell, Katniss's second Hunger Games adventure. But PETA wasn't one of them. He's still missing. Under control of the Capitol, Katniss is still haunted by President Snow. After much angst, she decides to be the figurehead 
the Mockingjay for the Rebel side. Katniss has to star in commercials for the Rebel side, called Propos. For one Propo, she and a team that includes her old friend Gale are sent into District 2, where they see a hospital get destroyed. Because the Rebels are gaining in strength and because PETA has sent out a coded message to the Rebels warning them of an attack, the Capitol releases footage of PETA being tortured. Katniss is horrified by the way PETA is being treated. The Capitol bombs District 13, just as PETA warned it would. When it's all clear, Katniss makes another propo, while Rebel teams go to rescue PETA. The Rebels get PETA and some other folks out of the Capitol, but PETA's been badly damaged. He's been hijacked, as in brainwashed, and now thinks of Katniss as the enemy. As soon as he sees her, he tries to kill her. Once she recovers from PETA's attack, Katniss needs to be part of the action. She heads back to District 2. During the battle that follows, Katniss gets shot. While recuperating, she bonds with another Victor, who we met in Catching Fire, Johanna, and witnesses the wedding of Victor's Finnick and Annie. After a second recovery, Katniss trains to be part of the fighting again. She, Gail, and Finnick are assigned to a special unit that will be filmed during combat and turn into more propos. Right before they go out into the field, PETA's assigned to their unit too. Hmm, is it just me or does that seem like a bad idea? Katniss is afraid for her life. Though PETA has improved a bit, he's still hijacked and hates Katniss. Katniss tells the others she has a secret mission to kill President Snow, and they follow her on what turns out to be a suicide mission. One by one, their team members are sacrificed as they make their way to the heart of the capital. During the ensuing battle, many innocent children die. Members of the Rebels medical team, including Prim, Katniss is badly wounded again. On the positive side, the Rebels have gained control and have captured President Snow. Katniss visits the imprisoned President Snow, who says she should blame President Coyne of the Rebels for the attack in Prim's death. In a meeting right before Snow's execution, President Coyne says that the remaining Hunger Games victors must vote to determine whether or not the new Rebel government should start up the Hunger Games again as a way to punish the citizens of the capital for what they did to the citizens of the districts. In part because of Katniss's vote, the answer is yes, the Hunger Games will start again. Then it's time for Snow's execution. Katniss has the task of shooting him with her famous bow and arrow, but at the last minute she kills Coin instead. Snow dies anyway. Over time, Katniss is able to grieve for her sister and the many others who died. As she begins to rebuild her life, she and Peta restore a romantic relationship and eventually have children. Yeah! That's good. I guess having kids makes it a partially happy ending? For Between the Covers, I'm Cliffhanger. Thanks for dropping by. I'm Prim. Dude, she's dead. I'm dead. We'll be back to wrap up things after this. Don't let the disability you face stop you from going to the places you need to go. Through the busing system of Lincoln StarTran, the Handyvan services are there to give you the transportation you need. Everybody has places they need to go within the city. Handyvan will ensure that you are able to get there. For questions or to apply, search Lincoln Handyvan online or call 402-441-7871 today. Your destination awaits. Did you know Michigan was the 
first day to have roadside picnic tables. Did you know it's illegal to eat oranges while sunbathing in California? Did you know the plastic things on the ends of shoelaces are called aglets? Did you know that dogs and cats eat $10 billion worth of pet food a year? The Lincoln Children's Museum is an exciting family experience for everyone. It offers three floors of hands-on exhibits and imaginative programs that allow children and adults to discover the adventure of learning through play together. Build, dance, play, climb, sing, and laugh at the Lincoln Children's Museum in Lincoln, Nebraska. Here you can be whatever and go wherever your imagination takes you. The Lincoln Children's Museum invites children to create, discover, and learn through the power of play. Well, it's been a great show, but that's all we've got for you today. On behalf of Ryan, myself, and the rest of the Fast Forward crew, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Waiting to be on Sharpie. What's up with that? Dude, guitar playing is trash, man. Your whole show is trash, actually. My show is perfect. And you know what? If you had a million dollar record deal and you probably played a little bit better on the guitar, you might squeeze yourself in there. Well, my mom says I'm good.